Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to 1 John. I'm sorry, let's turn to John first. <laughs> Amen. Chapter 13, verse 34, and then we'll go to 1 John, chapter 2. I believe the Lord has laid something on my heart and wants me to share it with you tonight. And, um, and this is something that really has been working in my spirit for few months now, uh, maybe a month or two, uh, maybe not a few, but a month or two. It's been something that I've been pondering and, and working on and, and studying as I have time, and, uh, and so I want to share it with you tonight. John chapter 13, verse 34, amen, as a text, and then we'll switch over to 1 John chapter 2, verse 8. The Bible says in John chapter 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye, that ye also love one another. And then go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 8. If you have it, say amen. Again, a new commandment I write unto you. Which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. Verse 9, we'll read through verse 15. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, fathers, because... Ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. Verse 14, he seems to reiterate what he says in verse 13. He says, I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong. The word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. And verse 15, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen. Hallelujah. I, mean, I want to talk to you tonight about a new and an old commandment. Amen. Why don't we lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord I mean, to help us in this service. We need the grace of God, amen, to, to accomplish what he intends for us to accomplish in this service tonight. Can you help me pray? Amen. Ask for the Lord's anointing. Thank you. Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. I need your grace and need your help. God, give grace to the hearers of the word. God, I myself, God, being a tongue here, I pray that you would open my heart and my mind. Lord, you would use this exact word to be able to say God, I pray that you speak to us tonight. Need your grace, need your anointing. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, too often, I think, in, in uh, the modern charismatic or Christian um, churches, we see doctrines of the Bible um, hijacked and used for their own purposes, and they distort and twist and rest the scriptures to accomplish their own task. and many of us know this, and then it becomes tradition, and uh, they teach it over and over and over and promulgate the same old uh, rote and historical uh, traditional 
false doctrines and 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 uh, the, these modern Christian churches and, and all of this has adopted these ideas and, and tenets and are preaching them today in their churches. And then we as apostolics kind of avoid some of these doctrines that are in the Bible, that are truly there, that we, that we read about as we read through the scriptures. Amen. Uh, one subject that comes to mind that, that I could relate to you is the subject of the grace of God. There, the Bible does teach that, that we are saved by grace. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 8 says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Amen. And by grace, we are saved by grace through faith. Our faith is, we can't come to God, we can't please God without our faith. Amen. But beyond our faith, once our faith is established and we obey, amen, because faith without works is dead, being alone, as Apostle James tells us, amen, but if we have faith, and then we do the appropriate works, amen, and, and then we uh, obey the scriptures and complete, amen, the biblical message of salvation in our lives and obey what the Lord has commanded us, amen, to do, amen, there is, amen, an ongoing, amen, process of salvation. We cannot, amen, we cannot walk out of this room tonight if we speak in tongues and receive the evidence of speaking and uh, uh, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in other tongues and and feel like that we're uh, saved because tomorrow morning, Monday morning, will hit, hit us and again, I mean, we'll be on our faces and and those and, and our daily task. It's a daily thing. I mean, Apostle Paul says, I die daily. I mean, I'm taking up my cross daily. This is not just a one and done thing. Amen. Amen. This is something that we've got to maintain. Amen. Our biblical salvation, amen, is something that we've got to maintain. Amen. We've got to keep it. Amen. Just like we got it. Amen. Hallelujah. For by grace are you saved through faith. Amen. By grace are you saved through faith. The modern church world has, amen, redefined, amen, this biblical term of grace, uh, amen, as an alternative or a synonym to the word mercy. Amen. It's unmerited favor. Amen. This is something, amen, that that they try to teach in, in churches and try to share that, that, that if you have the grace of God, what you say, what you're saved, what you confess with your, with your heart and your mouth and, and, and you repeat the sinner's prayer, then it's the grace of God that saves you. You can never be lost again. Try to preach, amen, this false doctrine and share, amen, with those that, that would listen to, to what they have to say, that, that, that they're saved and they can't do anything, uh, amen, to be lost. Amen, and we know as apostolics that that is absolute false doctrine. The grace of God is not something that just saves us. It's not just a one and done thing, but it's a continual process, amen, and that requires uh, another work and it requires uh, another prayer and it requires uh, another day of sacrifice. It requires, uh, amen, more work, amen. Uh, amen, it's by grace uh, and through through faith and faith without works is indeed dead. Hallelujah. I hope you're hearing me here tonight. Amen. I don't want to go too fast. Amen. But I also don't want to get too slow. Amen. So just uh, maybe somebody help me and say uh, you point towards the road to go faster and you point towards the woods to go slower. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just try and gauge it based on how we're going. Amen. But uh, maybe we should just. Jump up and do what we used to do back in Sunday school. Amen. Father Abraham. 
Lenny's, I'm just kidding. I know it's Tuesday night. I know we all came from work. I'm not, I, I'm right there with you. I know, I know the feeling. Amen. Amen. But I, I don't want us, amen, to neglect this doctrine that is biblical. Because the grace of God is indeed real. And we need it. We can't make it to heaven, Sister Alberton, without it. We need the grace of God. I need the grace of God. I mean, it's the mercy of God that forgave us. It's the blood of Jesus that washed away all my sins. It was my faith in his word and obedience to that word that saved me. Amen. And allowed me to receive, amen, the gift of the Holy Ghost and the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. But I need the grace of God every day that I live. Amen. To help me, amen, on this daily Christian walk. Hallelujah. I want to please him. I want to please God. I I want to make it to heaven. I want to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By grace are ye saved through faith. And notice what he says in this next section. It says, and that not of yourselves. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not the works, amen, of uh, your own lifestyle. It's not. Your good works, and I know we're going to uh, get a little bogged down here, but I, 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 it's all right. I'm not scared. I just hope I can explain it, amen, adequately in, in our mind. And I know pastor's listening. By the way, I mentioned a minute ago I didn't know whether or not he was listening, and he sent me a message and confirmed and validated that he is indeed listening. So, pastor, amen, let me know, amen, if I go off the rails here. Amen. But, amen, but there are... Uh, That we're not saved of ourselves, but we need this grace. We need, amen, this faith in God. Amen, we need the salvation of God. We need this gift. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at some of these other, and and this is just uh, by way of introduction, but but we are going somewhere here tonight. Amen. But this, this message of the grace of God, amen, that being unmerited favor, that, that we can't be lost if we wanted to, that we couldn't commit enough wrong and evil deeds. Amen. I submit to you that you can. You can walk out on God. You can turn your back on God. Amen. The mercy of God, the, the love of God, the salvation from God, the gift that God wants to give. Amen. You can certainly walk away from that. We all know this. Amen. And so grace must not be that. It must not be, amen, this unmerited favor. Amen. But it is a favor. It's a favor in the sense that, hey, can you do this for me? Amen. God, amen, his wonderful grace and the, and the mercy, amen, of God that he looked down on us and said, amen, they're not going to be able to save themselves. They're not going to be able to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. I'm going to have to give them something that will help them become saved. Hallelujah. 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 They're going to need something. They're going to need salvation. They, they can't do it on their own. They can't do enough good works. It's not of ourselves. Amen. But there is a gift from God. Amen. That will help us. Amen. Accomplish what we all desire. And that is salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter 4 and 10, The works that I do, I'm not doing of myself. It's the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. It's the Father. I mean, how many times have we heard pastor teach, amen, who is the Father? He's the Spirit. 
Amen. The Spirit dwells in me, and He's the one, amen, that gives me the ability, gives me the power, gives me the desire, gives me the hunger, gives me the want to. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not of ourselves as we just read Ephesians chapter 2 and 8, but it is of God. It's the gift of God. He's the one that doeth the works. John chapter 14, verse 10 says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Amen. We just mentioned that, but keep going. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe, uh, or else believe me for the very works sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater. So is Jesus saying that we're any better than him? Absolutely not. Amen. But what he's saying is that there's, I'm going to give this gift to you, Brother Jerome, and there's going to be some great and wonderful things that you're going to do for the kingdom of God. And they're so much greater than mere miracles and healings and temporary changes here on this earth. Amen. But these are eternal, amen, works. These are things, amen, that will be accomplished, amen, and have eternal value. Amen. Aren't you glad for the Holy Ghost? Aren't you glad, amen, for the grace that God has given to you? Hallelujah. We need this church. Hallelujah. We need, amen, a fresh touch of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not of ourselves. We rely entirely on the grace of God, the gift from God. It's on our, on our own. We can, we can do very little, child of God. And I know that there are people, I mean, I stand in awe of, I work with some incredible and smart people. Amen. They're incredible men, but really all the things that they accomplish, I mean, are going to pass away one day. Amen. But the things that really matter, the things, amen, that go beyond just time and our current existence. Amen. Those things are the works that really matter. Amen. Obedience to the word of God are things that really matter. Amen. Concluding, amen, that we are in need of salvation is something that really, really, really matters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 5 of Romans chapter 11, Paul says it this way, even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then is it no more of works. It's not work. Amen. When there's grace, Brother Chad. I mean, the things that I used to dread doing. Getting up and praying in the morning. Getting up and reading my Bible. Going out and reaching out to somebody I mean, that's lost. Things uh, that my flesh didn't desire to do, Brother Andrew. I mean, things uh, I mean, that my carnality I mean, just outright rejected. I mean, when the grace of God came into my life. I mean, when I received a good dose of the Holy Ghost, it didn't become work anymore. I mean, I enjoyed living for God. I mean, I want to do something more for for his kingdom. Hallelujah. That's what grace, that's what the grace of God will do. It will take, amen, those works, amen, that are required by your faith. The things that you know you ought to do. The things that you know we ought to be doing for the kingdom of God. Amen. Stops becoming work and becomes enjoyable. 
Hallelujah. I want the grace of God in my life. I want this grace of God in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It becomes so much more beautiful living for God. Amen. When we have this precious gift from him. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord some praise tonight? Hallelujah. Can we love him just for a moment? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your great and precious promises. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Somebody magnify the Lord with me tonight. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm used to preaching on Sunday night, so it's zero to 100. I don't have any in between. I mean, I'm working on getting the in-between, but Brother Carver, that's all I got. I've got low and high. I don't have anything in between there. Amen. So you just have to bear with me, amen, and just know that, yep, he's a novice. He doesn't know what he's doing up there, but amen. But we're going we're gonna to get, I believe the Lord, amen, wants to help us, amen, wants to help us understand, amen, a need for the gift that he wants to give to us. It's ours. Amen, this is ours. Revival is ours. God wants to give us revival. God wants to take us from where we're sitting right now, amen, into a much larger, amen, much more powerful move of the Holy Ghost. Amen, I'm not just talking about numbers and people. I'm talking about something great, something powerful that can only be produced by God. Hallelujah. That's what we need. Hallelujah. Amen. So, amen, modern Christianity has hijacked this message of grace and has taken it for themselves and says, well, this is, this is unmerited favor. And they neglect everything, amen, that we just talked about, everything that God wants to bestow upon his people. I mean, they neglect the power, I mean, that's associated with salvation. They neglect, uh, I mean, the anointing that God wants to give to his people. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid to preach what's in this Bible. I'm not scared, I mean, to talk about the grace of God because it's real. I mean, it's something that will help us go from where we're standing right now, I mean, to glory. Hallelujah. We need it, church. We need the grace of God. We need the anointing of God. We need this gift. Hallelujah. 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 And just like, amen, the doctrine of salvation by grace and through faith, amen, immediately when somebody starts talking about, amen, the subject of love, amen, people start to, they're, uh, Hypocrite radars start going off. How can you really be that happy? Are they living on the same earth that I'm living on? Do they have the same bills that I have to pay? Do they have the same, amen, people that I have to deal with? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no way somebody can love that much. I want to tell you something. Somebody did love that much. Somebody did love so much that he gave himself. He wrapped himself as the gift and came to this earth and and gave of his own life for you and me, brother 
Brother Scott, for you and me, child of God, we need this gift. This is our prime example. We want to call ourselves Christians, but we don't we want to justify why we can't love that one. Or we can't be kind to this one. When it's the first characteristic that Paul identifies of the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm getting ahead of myself here tonight. I'm not saying, amen, that, that this love uh, characteristic should overcome, amen, every doctrine that we believe in. Uh, I'm not saying that, that this new commandment, amen, that John speaks of in our text is something that overrides all the other commandments. It's not, it's not a replacement. Amen. I, that should go, amen, without saying, amen, but I, I wanted to say it because I don't want to be misunderstood. I, want, I don't want anybody to go home and think that I am, I'm just I'm suggesting that uh, we just need to love everybody. Everybody's going to be saved. We just need to love. But we do need to love. I need to love you. You need to love me. All right? Is that true or not? Did I just pick that out of thin air, or is that, did we read a scripture? I think we read a scripture. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, amen, very clearly says that Jesus built his church, his church, the thing that we claim to be a part of, his church upon a rock. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. How do we know that we are in the church that Jesus built? How do we know? I mean, this is, this is me, amen, going back to those old commandments. This is, this is me reminding this church that we can't neglect those commandments that are so vital and so, amen, a much a part of the foundation of the church of God. It's critical. Amen. I said it's critical. Amen. How do we know that we are in the church that Jesus built? We know, amen, if we're standing on the rock that he built it on. Amen. That We know that we're in the church because we're standing on the rock that Jesus built the church on. We're standing on the same rock that the apostles and the prophets Amen, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, amen, declared and established. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, he saith unto them, who say ye that I am? What is this rock? Amen, what is the rock that Jesus built? This is the rock. Verse 16, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you. Unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, what rock? The rock that Peter just declared. The rock of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. The mighty God in Jesus Christ. Verse 18. And I say also to thee that thou art Peter. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The prophet told us of the foundation of Zion, amen, in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion 
for a foundation, a stone, a rock, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. And he that believeth in that stone, in that rock, if you can put your faith and your confidence, amen, in this foundation, amen, you're a part of the church of God. You're a part of Zion. You are, amen, built on that foundation. Hallelujah. This is how we know. I'm telling you how we know that we are in the church. Amen. This is how we know. Amen. The apostle to the Gentiles wrote in Galatians, amen, that Zion is more than just, amen, the seed, amen, of Abraham. Amen. Verse 28 of Galatians chapter 3, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. You're all one on this rock. And if, and if ye be Christ's, then ye are, then are ye Abraham's seed. You become the child of Abraham. You become, amen, the seed of Abraham. You become, amen, the chosen people of God, amen, if you are built on this rock. Amen, heirs according to the promise. Amen. One more passage of scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now therefore are ye no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. This is how we know. This is how we know. This is how we know. The prophets. The apostles, Jesus, what Jesus said in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are the ways that we can tell whether or not we are in the church or whether or not we are not in the church. Amen. And just like, amen, those messages, the doctrine, amen, of salvation, of baptism in Jesus' name, evident, and receiving the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in other tongues, amen, there is a, a message, amen, that I think, amen, that we ought to remember, amen, that we ought to not forget about. 613 commandments in the Bible, according to tradition. And just like John says in 1 John chapter 2, I'm not coming to you really with a new commandment. He said in our text, in John, uh, I can't remember the chapter, John chapter 13, and then also in 1 John chapter 2, he said, I'm, I'm going to bring you a new commandment. And in 1 John chapter 2, he said, again, a new commandment. This is a new commandment. And then in 1 John chapter 2, if you back up to verse 1, it says, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not, and if... Any man sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is a propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sin of the whole world. Everybody. And hereby we know we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. This is how we know that we're in the church, is if we keep his commandments. So John's not saying that we should, uh, we should do away with these old commandments. These are important. These are things that we need to adhere to. These are things that will keep us on the rock. Amen. But he does say, he saith that I know him and keepeth. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his, his commandments is a liar. I want you to note how strongly he states that. Because there's another 
point later on that Jesus uses similar terminology about the commandment that we're talking about. But he that says, I know him. I'm on the rock, Jaheim. I'm, I'm building on the rock of, of the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm building a kingdom for the Lord. I'm going to do great things for God. Amen. But he doesn't keep the commandments. He ignores what the prophets and the apostles and Jesus has to say. He is a liar. And the truth is not in him. And then he skipped down to verse 7. Brother, I knew, I write no new commandment unto you. But an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. The old commandment, amen, is the message of this Bible. Amen. The old commandment, amen, is what ye hear, amen, in this pulpit every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and every Tuesday night. That is the old commandment. But I want to talk to you tonight for a few more moments, amen, about a new commandment. I'm not talking about, amen, just a net new commandment, something that's brand new, but it's derived from this old message. Amen. It is a new and an old commandment. Amen. 1 John chapter 2 verse 5 now. Amen. Go back to verse 5 says, but whoso keepeth his word, if he keeps the old commandment, if he's standing on the rock, in him verily, Truly is the love love of God perfected. Amen. You're not standing on the rock. Amen. Unless you have a genuine love of God in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need this. Amen. This is just as much a commandment as hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. This is just as much the commandment that you ought to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. This is just as much a commandment as you must receive the Holy Ghost. We need to have the love of God in our hearts. Amen. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. Herein is love. This is what love looks like. This is what, you want to be a Christian, you want to be an apostolic, you want to live for God, you want to please him, you want to do what's right. This is the way you do it, herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our son sins. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, We ought also to love one another. This is where, amen, I want to, amen, I'm almost done. I've got a page and a half of notes left. Amen, I'm not, I don't have very much longer here tonight. Amen, but this is, amen, a part of the rock. We ought also to love one another. Greater love. John chapter 15, verse 13 says, Hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is how you love. Herein, this is what love looks like. This is, this is what it means, amen, to obey this new commandment. This is what it means to love. 
to sacrifice yourself, to give of yourself. Is anybody hearing me tonight? First John 3, 6, I know this is not something profound and It's Bible. First John chapter 3, verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God. How do, this is how we know that we're a Christian. This is how we perceive. This is how I know when I get up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I say, is Jared going to be a Christian today or not? This is how I know. This is my identifying factor is whether or not I have love in my heart. For somebody, amen, for everybody, for the people that the Lord loved, amen, that hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brother. Am I willing to sacrifice just like Jesus did? The answer is no. The, question, the response is then you're not really a Christian. To be Christ-like in order to be a Christian. You've got to be Christ-like in order to be a Christian. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. All the commandments in the Bible, you won't find one that says don't love your brother. You're not going to find one that says Hate your brother. Ignore your brother. Only talk to him when it's convenient. Only befriend him when you're doing better and you're doing all right. No, what you'll find in the law is love your brother. Amen, we're getting there. Amen, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Very familiar passage of scripture, probably to all of us. Man, but do we think about what Apostle Paul is trying to convey in this passage? The word that is translated as charity in this passage, I mean, a number of times is the same word that we've been referring to tonight. It's the Greek word agape, and it means brotherly love. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if I, if I know every language under the sun, if I know, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, got a, if I've got all the intellect, I've got all the knowledge, through the tongues of men and of angels, have not charity, don't love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. All I'm doing is making noise. I could be providing you all the information that I think is necessary, amen, to help you get to heaven. And I could be trying to share with you, amen, my profound revelation. But if I do it without love, it's just make a noise. If I don't do it from a place of heartfelt concern and love. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have the all faith so that I could move 
I'm the most spiritual guy in church. I'm not charity. I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, I'm the most sacrificial guy. I go on the, I go on the seven-day fast. I mean, this last, last month we, go, we went on a 21-day fast. This is a joke. Okay, I'm, we did not go on a 21-day fast. It was a joke. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my beans and potatoes or whatever the Daniel fast is, water only and rice, whatever. Um, and I don't do it, amen, because I have a burden for souls, or I, I do it because But I'm just doing it so that people know that I'm the most sacrificial guy in the church, that I'm the one that bestows all my goods upon the poor. I'm the one that I'm giving of myself. I'm doing it for recognition, for name, for pride's sake. That that is not, I know this is simple, but it's just something that I felt like the Lord wanted me to share tonight. Amen. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, I have and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Thinketh no evil. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in love. Rejoices in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. There's not anything that can get somebody who has charity down. There's not anything. I mean, he believes all things. He hopes all things. He endures all things. You can't, you can't bring enough. You can't give me enough bad days. I mean, if I have this love of God in my heart. Notice what he says in verse 8. Charity never faileth. The love of God never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, and that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Sounds like love is not a childish thing. Sounds like we need it. Sounds like when we're men, we need this. Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three are the greatest of these is charity. The greatest thing that we can receive from God is this love. It's the thing that will keep us. It's the thing that's going to help us make it all the way. We need love one for another. Sister Victoria, you can come. Notice what John concludes with in chapter 4, verse 7. 
Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son to the world. That we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. This old and still new commandment is not original with Apostle John. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And then he says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I mean, if we could all stand tonight. And there is something in my heart against anybody. Truly anybody. Because Jesus didn't exclude anybody from his love. But he came to earth, sacrificed his life for the whole world, for the sins of all of this world. There ought not to be any one individual that would cause us not to love. Verse 20 of 1 John chapter 4, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? This commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. This is a commandment. This is a word from God. This is not a new thing that I just came up with out of thin air. This is old as this Bible, but it's still fresh, new, and relevant to you and me right here, right now. We need this. Well, can we pray and ask the Lord to impart his love, the love that only he can give us? I mean, God, to have a sacrificial love like you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Savior. I love you, Savior. I love you, Savior. I thank you, Lord, that you first loved me. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you too, God. I love you, Jesus. I want to fall in love with my brother. I want to fall in love with my sister. 
all over again. I want to I want to be moved with compassion just like you did at the needs of those around me. I want to be moved in my heart and in my soul, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, can we talk to the Lord just for a moment? Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I loved you. I tried to give you an example. I tried to show you the way, amen. I tried to exemplify for you the way that you ought to love. Amen, child of God, how much do you love him? Amen, if you claim that you love God, there ought not to be any person, anyone, any individual, amen, that would cause you to say, well, I don't know about that one. We love him because he first loved us. He gave himself for us. Oh, Jesus, I want to be willing, God. I want to be willing, God. I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be in this place, God, just saying, well, yeah, I love God. I love you. I love you, Lord. I, I want it to be more than just a, a prayer. I want it to be more than just a, a time, God, but I want to really fall in love with my brother and my sister. I want to fall in love uh, with what you're doing, God. God, put a godly love in my soul and in my spirit. Come on, that's it. Talk to the Lord for a moment. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we need you. I'm telling you, child of God, this will help you endure. This will help you make it. This will put something in you that will take you from today to tomorrow and into the next day and into the next day. Amen. This is what will bring us all the way from where we are, amen, into the revival that God has promised us. That you love one another as he has loved us. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody magnify the Lord with me tonight. Come on, let's lift our voices. Come on, we're not just going through the motions. We're not just waiting for a clock to hit a moment on the time. But we're, we're interested in pleasing God. Come on, this is more than just time well spent. This is something that God is trying to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Master. Master, Master. Come on, this is a commandment. Come on, this is a commandment. I didn't, I didn't, this is not a suggestion. This is not a recommendation, but this is God's commandment that you have love. I'm not sure why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with right now. I don't know what's what's going on, but I know, amen, that the Lord spoke to me, amen, just a few nights ago and said, I want them to love. There's got to be something greater in their hearts. This is a this is his commandment. We need this. This is what's going to help us become the church that he wants us to be. This is what's going to change us. This is what's going to mold us. Brother Hilton, will you just be quiet? Will you just shut up? Will you just let me go? It's Tuesday night. I got work in the morning. I do too. I've got work tomorrow. But this is important. This is critical. Child of God, that we love. 
more than just words. This is more than just black and white. This is more than just ink on a page. This is the commandment of Almighty God. We love him because he first, if a man say, if I hear, if I hear anybody uttering and praying and saying, God, I love you. But there's anything in your heart against anyone, anybody, any person, any, any I'm talking about humans. I'm talking about I'm talking about people. If there's anything in your spirit against anybody, the Bible says you're lying. That's not me. I, I wish I could make it lighter. I wish I could make it softer. I wish I could put a cushion between that and what. This is the Bible. This is God's commandment. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's magnify the Lord just for a few more moments. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Come on, don't let the charismatics hijack this. Don't let the modern church movements take this message from us too. This is real. This is godly. This is apostolic. This is truth. The greatest of these is charity. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Do you love him tonight? I wonder if we could just come around the front here for a moment. 